1: What do you want to da da da? What do y'all want to da da da? I have not a da with da da da. We could switch to Progressive da, da. Oh, yeah. We could switch to Progressive and sa. Mkha. We could sa enough to buy some za. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to Progressive ta da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're going to da da da.
0: These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da ta, da
1: da. Quote da at Progressive.com.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 87 of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I am Phil Sams. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to check out this podcast. I'm doing this one live again on Facebook, like I did back in June, took a little bit of a break and, uh, I decided to get back at it. Generally I do them at, uh, um, I should say I do them on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock, but I just caught the urge and wanted to do it tonight as well. Uh, didn't really give any advanced notice on this one. If you want to follow me on Facebook at ghost of the night, that is where you'll get updates or on Twitter at night underscore ghost those are generally the two best social medias for me to communicate with the audience and that is where I post when I'm going to go live like I said this one I it was impromptu just wanted to uh do one since I hadn't done one in a while so if you're listening on iTunes Spotify Stitcher tune in iHeartRadio however you are taking the podcast be sure to follow me on those other ones and especially Facebook, if, if you want to join the live stream, live comment, ask questions, or give your general opinion or thoughts on what is going on and what I'm talking about at that particular evening. So today's episode is going really going to be about what is the paranormal. And when I say what is the paranormal, I basically mean what is it. Pretty self-explanatory. But the paranormal is so complex it and i've preached this on this podcast all the time it is spirit it is dimensions it is ufo's it is extraterrestrials it is cryptids it's anything we don't understand and that is going to be the topic of the day trying to define what is the paranormal why does it happen how does it happen this is a really vast topic and I probably can't get it all in one episode, so I'll probably continue this Continue this with a series of podcasts, kind of diving into a little bit more detail in future episodes, and even more detail than I probably will rehash some previous topics on previous episodes. So I'll rehash it, dive into it, because I think it's really important to understand what the paranormal is, because it is such a complex question because it's hard to wrap your head head around sometimes. So that is basically what this episode is going to be about. Um, I do have some things I want to cover before I get into the meat of this podcast. I started a new uh, show, essentially, but it's under the umbrella of Ghost in the Night. Uh, It's for my Patreon account, so if you want to check out that, that, just go to patreon.com slash G-I-T-M podcast. It's a conspiracy pod, or conspiracy show. It's not really a podcast. It's more of a video. Um, but I do give previews on my podcast feed. But if you want to catch the whole episode, they generally come out on Saturdays. I'm looking to do probably two a month from here on out. And that is just bonus content for my Patreons, patrons of my Patreon account always get that screwed up but it's just bonus for them so if you want to become a patron be sure to head over to patreon.com slash gitm podcast it's you know it is behind a paywall two bucks cup of coffee what you pay for a cup of coffee a month will get you the bonus episodes the conspiracy madness show and any investigation that i go on i do make videos that go on youtube however i do have some. Just for the Patreon people, crew, fans, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Just for those. And you get all that for a mere $2 a month. We do have another tier five, but that's a whole other issue. $2 gets you in the door and gets those bonus contents. Let me put my headphones on so I can hear what the hell's going on. Hey, Frankie. Frankie is on the live stream. That is Frankie. I tried to call you. I saw you call me today. I tried to call you back. I'll get with you. Um, where was I? Oh, that's that's right. Uh But that, the Patreon is just for, you know, to give you guys a little bit extra and uh, a little bit more. Like I said, I'll do videos of investigations. It's kind of hard here lately, just for the matter of fact, haven't been able to get out and do many. Do have some on the books to hopefully get out and do the next month or so. So hopefully there will be some more investigation videos, some more on the hunt episodes for you guys. And that's about it for the business. But there is one actually there's not. There's one thing I wanna cover real quick. I want to start doing this a little bit more. I haven't done it in the past because I don't always give them. Is that is if you review the show on mainly Apple, because that's what I listen to my to all the podcasts I listen to, I listen to them on my iPhone, the Apple app. Um, but if you wanna rate the show, be sure to do that. Give us whatever you think I deserve and leave a comment or just write a review. I got one the other day. I'm going to go ahead and read it because I like it. It is from HellMonkey77. Love the name of a man, woman. Don't know if you're a man or a woman, but whatever you are. I love the name. And it says basically interesting topics. I like the mix of possibility and a healthy skepticism. Now, that does go into what I want to talk about tonight. And you. And I'll kind of dive into a little bit more of this when I get to it. But skepticism is very important if you are investigating. And if you can't be a full, you have to go into an investigation. Or if you're just having activity in your home, you can't automatically assume it's paranormal. You can't automatically assume it's a ghost. You have to have a little bit of skepticism in there. Because if you go looking for, especially I'm talking about in paranormal investigators and people who go out, And ghost hunt, I hate the term ghost hunt, but if you go out looking and you are bound and determined to find it, everything you see is going to be a spirit. Everything you see is going to be paranormal. You have to have a a healthy skepticism. I haven't done this in a while, so I am a little rusty. But you have to have a healthy skepticism when you're looking into the paranormal, if you're investigating, or if you're just having activity in your house. And that is something very important, I feel, because like I said, if you go looking for something and you're going to find it. So you have to have a little bit of skepticism just to kind of keep you back a little, keep you reined in. So not everything you, every little knock, every little gust of wind or cold chill doesn't necessarily mean it's a spirit interacting with you, but that I'm glad he wrote that in his uh, review. Thank you very much. Oh, let me kind of go. And one thing, I was really shocked about this review, which I'm glad he did it, because he did criticize me a little, and I want criticism. You can uh, criticize me all you want. I'm up for it. I can deal with it. But he does, here's what he says, or she says. Sorry if i misgendered you. I don't know what you are, Hellmonkey, but like I said, love the name. I think your longer ones, referring to episodes, have really been more intriguing and more satisfying as a listening experience. I get that. I really do get that. The shorter ones are good, but as soon as you start to feel fully immersed in the episode, it's over. I'm glad I found your podcast. Well, I am also glad you found it as well. Thank you for leaving a review. Thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate that. Um I'm going to take your your advice a little bit. I want I do want to do longer episodes. I do want to Do all that, but I always when I started the podcast almost two years ago. Yeah, we're coming up on two years, yeah, I think. Next month, yeah, two years. When I started, I wanted to keep it about half an hour because I I look at how I listen to podcasts. You know, on the drive, I'm very rarely I'm in a car for three hours. I can't do anything for three hours, so I don't like listening to things for three hours. (coughs) Excuse me, but you know, I understand your point. So I wanted to keep it about 20, 30 minutes, maybe even 45 at the most, definitely under an hour. Um, But I understand what you're saying that some of these topics I cover are so complex. And some of the interviews I've had have gone on and they do tend to be a little bit longer. But it's just hard for me to do it with how I uh, operate, essentially. So I have a full-time job. Can't sit here for eight hours behind the mic and do this. So I have to work, do this as a hobby when I get home. Then a lot of people don't realize, you know, just one episode, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, an hour, whatever, does take a lot of time to record, edit, write up show notes, do thumbnails. All it does take a lot of time. So I'm kinda of, my time is very valuable to me. How you doing, Greg? Uh so I don't have the time to do it a lot. I would love, like I said, just to sit here and do this eight hours a day and put out an episode every day or every two, three days. But I can't do it. I will, though, take your advice and try to do a little bit longer episodes and go a little bit deeper on some of th- some of these topics. And I, because I think you're right that 45 minutes to a half hour or whatever these episodes generally average out to be, isn't a lot of time to really go deep and really explain myself. But you know, like I said, I want to. I wanted to keep it shortened originally, but I think you're right. I don't think it's quite working out as well as I. I don't shouldn't say not working out, but you're right. It doesn't. I need to go a little bit deeper into some of these topics, and that's going to wrap up a little bit of the business. Now, before I get into what is the paranormal, which is the topic of the night, I do want to talk about last week's episode. I talked about jack osborne and his new show and how much i was looking forward to it and i believe yeah it's osborne's we want to or want to believe i believe that's the name of it yeah osborne's want to believe i was you know i talked about last week on the episode 86 and i did catch the first one and i watched the uh from the time of this that is a good point two-part episodes and i have done that in the past, Greg. That is always a possibility, and I do have done it, and I might do it a little bit more. And I, when I talked about demons, I did do that as well. I broke that up into three episodes, kind of uh, spaced it out a little bit. So, good advice. Um, but getting back to the Osbournes, if you listened to last week's episode, you do you heard me say I was looking forward to it because I love the Osbournes. I think they are completely batshit crazy, and they entertain me greatly. So, I watched the first two episodes. Well, I watched the first one. I DVR'd it and watched it. And then I caught last night's episode. I'm recording this on Monday. And, you know, here's my thoughts on that before we get into what I feel the paranormal is and tackle that topic a little bit. I'm not overly impressed with it. Basically, just, if you haven't seen it, it's just a show where Jack... The son, if you don't know who they are or know him, he does have the show Portals to Hell with Katrina, which is not a bad paranormal show. I do like it on occasion. I mean, I'm not big on all of these paranormal reality shows. They hype things up and they push an agenda most often, and it's not a good representation of what paranormal investigating really, truly is. Ooh, getting some rain. Um, but I do like his show. It's not too bad. Portals to help. So that is one reason why I was looking forward to uh, this new series that with his mom and dad. Because like I said earlier, Ozzy's crazy. I love him. Just for a mere fact, you never know what he's going to say. He's hilarious. But I was a little disappointed because if you haven't seen the show, it is basically he's just playing clips from the internet and getting his parents what their opinion, what they think. Do they think it's paranormal? Do they think it's hoaxed or whatever? It's a little boring. And a lot of the clips that they've played in the first two episodes, I've seen most of them anyway. And I do like the exchanges between the two. That is really the where the bread and butter of the show is, the exchanges between the three of them, I should say, but especially between Ozzy and Sharon. I mean, they've been married for how many years? They're in their, I would assume, 70s. Maybe 60s, late 60s. I don't know exactly their age. But that, I looked at, Kelly was watching with watching it with me last night. I looked at her last night and said, you know, that's how we're going to be in 20 years. Basically, you saying something to me, just saying what and rolling my eyes. Um, But that is the good part of the show. The, just listening to the clips and getting their opinion on the paranormal, it's hit or miss. Um, Sometimes it can be a little bit funny. Sometimes it can be a little bit interesting. I don't mind the show. I'll, it's okay. I'll watch it if it's on. I don't think it's going to be me going out of my way or planning my evening around Sundays just to watch the show. It's okay. It's not perfect. It's not great. I will say this about that. Last night's episode, getting into some of the UFO stuff was interesting. The uh, Pentagon and the um, pyramid structure type ship or whatever it was, the video of that. Was interesting i had not seen that one before i found that a little bit interesting very weird can't explain that one but i don't know have to dive into that a little bit more so that is going to wrap up the osbornes want to believe okay check it out if you want to it's not a must it's okay if you like ozzy and Sharon. if you were a fan of their old reality show pretty much Similar to that, just with them bickering back and forth. Not too bad, but like I said, I'm not going to go out of my way to check it out or, you know, watch it if it's on. I'll watch it if I don't have anything else to do. So now let's get into what is the paranormal. So the paran- when I think of the paranormal, I categorize it very simply as anything we don't understand, and that whether that be the spirit world. UFOs, um, alien life, cryptids, any of that, that's what I categorize. I think it all falls under the umbrella of the paranormal. Now, when you think about what it is, it's like I said earlier, it's a complex question and it's hard to answer. So let's look at, first take a look at the spirit world. Now, when if you've done any paranormal investigating or you've watched some of these reality show, paranormal reality shows, You've heard the term residual haunting, intelligent haunting. Those are really, just to keep it simple, those are the two most common. Those are the two easiest to describe. Residual is just like a playback. And I know this is kind of elementary, and most people that listen to this podcast already know this, but just if there's any newcomers or somebody just stumbled upon this, let me just give a refresher course real quick. Residual haunting is just a playback. Pay, play, back. You get a lot of this at, say, battlefields like Gettysburg, Gettysburg, some of the Civil War battlefields. You get a lot of residual, just for the mere fact of the horror that went on there, the death, the energy that was imprinted on that area, that atmosphere. You, a lot of times you can get a playback. And even in some hauntings in homes or activity in locations, I think. Residual has a lot to do with energy. Whenever something traumatic happens, whenever ever something horrifying takes place, I think it leaves an imprint on the atmosphere. So that is why you get so many haunted prisons, haunted asylums, where people have experienced ex- extreme hardship, where they have died not always in the best ways. They were, have been mistreated. That all leaves... A residue or imprint on the environment. So, a lot of times you will get a playback. You will get maybe somebody walk, a shadow figure or an aberration walking from room to room. Or it can even be audible. It could be like a door opening and closing the sound, just not a door opening and closing, just the sound of it happening. And it is replayed over and over again. A lot of times it happens the same time of day or same time of night. But that is what residual haunting is. Now, intelligent haunting is much different. It is when whatever is in a location, whatever is in the area, say a haunted house, any of these asylums or jails, penitentiaries, whatever, they interact with you. A lot of times you'll get responses from questions asked. You'll get... Ask them to show themselves. That you might get a knock. You might get footsteps, um, or EVPs, or actually hearing the voice with your own ears. That seems to be an intelligent haunting. It is answering a question, and or in a, like a ghost box. You know, if you are asking questions, you've seen any of my videos on YouTube. I've have several ghost box sessions on there. You are getting possibly, I should say, and I'm going to use that word possibly, interaction through the device and it is answering a question that you have. It is reacting to you in some way. That is an intelligent haunting. It's just not a replay. It is something that is there looking to interact with you, looking to scratch you. I get, I've done. Um, demonic scratches episode, which is probably by far my most popular episode I've ever done, especially on YouTube. I've been—it was an episode about me being scratched. I got scratched at my home one night, and immediately took pictures and did an episode about it. That is what we—I would call a intelligent haunting. It is looking to interact. It is looking to interact with you in a good way or in a bad way. But it is up to you to kind of control the situation. And, you know, I've talked about that in an episode, Paranormal Protection. My opinion is on how to handle paranormal, how to handle handle yourself, your mindset, which is so very important when you're dealing with the paranormal. It is your mindset that really plays a role in how you are affected, how whatever it is, you're dealing with affects you, so now that we got that out of the way now, when we say the paranormal, what is it now, a lot of people believe it's exactly what I just explained it's spirits on the spirit side of it, I should say, is the spirit world interacting with our world the i'll say real world just for lack of a better term. There are, some people believe there are portals or thin spots where they cross over from their realm to our realm and they can interact with us. Um I'm more of a belief that the spirit world if it is such if there is such thing as the spirit world, and I'll get into something else about dimensions in a little bit. But if there is such a thing as the spirit world as which is the most common concept i don't think it there's necessarily portals or th- there could be thin spots that's very possible but i think it's all around us as we go out our through our day there it's almost like it's over overlaid or transposed over top of us they are all around us at all times we just don't notice them and they might not notice us all the time we're occupying the same space just in a different realm essentially, and that could explain some of you know a lot of people have gotten you will get cold chills for no reason it's not it could be ninety degrees out, and you'll just get a cold chill almost like something went through you that could be if the spirit world is technically all around us, then we interact or bump into or somehow come in contact, not knowing. And that is our body reacting to that situation, to that interaction. That's very possible. And let me preface this by, before I get too far deep in it, these are opinions. Nobody knows for sure what the paranormal is, the spirit world and all that. Nobody understands or has, there's no proof of any of it. So these are just theories that are, you know, some people have and these are my theories. I might be wrong and I'm perfectly okay with being wrong. I'm like the review said, you know, you have to have a little skepticism in you and I do. I don't believe everything I hear is the paranormal. Every little interaction I think could be a ghost and people who have investigated with me can um contest to this. I mean, you know, I'm probably the last one to say that is that is paranormal or that was something interacting with me or that was a ghost. I go through all the checklist of rational explanations of what it could be first. So nobody knows. We don't know what this is. It could be the old, the religious concept of heaven and hell. It could be my concept or not. it's not mine. But what I believe is just it's already there. It's already around us. And it's just us interacting. Sometimes we pick up that frequency and sometimes we don't. That's why you can go to a location. And Frankie can attest to this. Greg can attest to this. You can go to a location where you've got abundance of activity. One time, go back again and not get anything. It's just on how you're tuning into that frequency. So, it's, like I said, it's so complex, but nobody has the answers, and no, there's no truths to all this. This is not proven. These are theories, and anybody that tells you they know exactly what they're talking about, and it is this way, is absolutely this, they don't know for sure. So, you have to, when you think of the paranormal, you have to think of it that way. You have to look at it through the spectrum of We don't know. We're just trying to solve a problem. We are trying to get answers. But you have to be open to finding those answers. And if you get an answer that's not exactly what you want, then you have to be okay with that. And if I found out tomorrow that the paranormal isn't really paranormal, it's just there's a rational explanation for all of it that modern science or I personally don't know about, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with there not being a spirit world. If you can legitimately prove to me or some break, breakthrough in science comes through and 100% explains everything and the reasoning why it happens, why we sense these things, why we experience these things, I'm okay with that. I'm not married to the concept of a spirit world or the afterlife. I would like to think that there is, that it doesn't end on our deathbed. There's something past that. There's something more to it. I'm okay with either way. And that is how I approach the paranormal. I have a hope, a desire, but I also have the common sense enough to know might not be nothing to it. It's okay if there is. And that goes it kind of goes back to if you are go into an investigation or you go into a situation and you want it so bad, you want the place to be haunted so bad, you will find it and you will misinterpret some of the activity and I've done it myself, I've been to locations I haven't misinterpreted um an event or an activity and thought it was paranormal, but I've went into a location and wanted it so bad, thought was so excited about it and not got anything and it affected me personally. It affected my mindset. It affected how I interacted with the environment. And when you do that, like I said, it just it affects the environment. And if your energy doesn't match up or get in tune with that frequency of that the environment or that location is oscillating at you're not going to you're not going to sense anything and the perfect example of that for me would be thornhaven manor i was so charged to go up to go investigate that place cuz it had been investigated by multiple shows ghost adventures did a, um early on in their uh, careers or early seasons they did an episode there so i was and everything you you'd go drive down the YouTube rabbit hole on Thornhaven, you will get an abundance. This place is probably one of the most haunted places in the country. I got there and never had a heavy feeling. You, When you walk into a location, you are sensing the environment around you. And you can tell if the atmosphere is heavy, if the, you know, the, and I'm not psychic by any stretch of any imagination, but... You can sense the atmosphere. You can sense if something might pop off. I mean, you can just feel the air being charged or feel the temperature change or just feel uh, energy in the room or in the location. And I walked into Thornhaven Manor and nothing. I didn't feel anything at all. I wasn't scared to go into any place any room by myself, you know, it was almost like I was just in my own house and just walking around. I never felt like I was in a location that had abundance of activity. And that frustrated me. And as the night went on, I was getting more and more frustrated. So naturally, with me being more and more frustrated... My energy is definitely not gelling with the energy in the location. So, of course, I wouldn't get anything. But the reverse is possible as well. If your energy is so charged up wanting to get activity, odds are you might get some activity. And you're so excited about getting that activity that maybe you might misinterpret it or you might miss something that or miss the rational explanation for it. You might hear a knock or a pipe bang and not really investigate that much. You just say, boom, I got some evidence, cool. But you have to try to debunk it. And debunking is so important when you do an investigation. Whenever you experience something, job one is to debunk it first and if you can't debunk it then okay now we're, now we're cooking here now let's kind of put our heads together let's think what could it be and that is one thing i always loved about ghost hunters show the original um, ghost hunter show is they had a debunk first mentality they they went into any location they were trying to debunk the activity and if they couldn't debunk it okay then possibly it was haunted and that is how an investigation should be. And that is how you should approach the paranormal. Because there is such a thing as confirmation bias. If you are looking for something and you want something so bad, you're going to see it. And you have to fight that when you're an investigator. Now, on the flip side of that, I shouldn't say on the flip side of that, but where this pulls into residential hauntings, or if you're, living in a home that has activity, if, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are scared, if you are um, <clears throat> in fear, you're going to experience more. Now, the question is, and this is why paramo- the paranormal is so complex and so hard to deal with and to investigate, is because that fear can cause one of two things. It can... Enhance the paranormal, or say, let's just for argument's sake say you're in a home where you feel an evil presence or a demonic presence. You're gonna fear that. And that fear can attract that. That fear can, you know, be pulled to you like a mag, or pull that demon or that energy, or that negative energy, pull that to you like a magnet. Okay, now on the more skeptic side of it, you know, that fear is going to cause you to see things. It's going to cause you to possibly make something worse than what it is. And you have to ride that line or you have to walk that line very delicately, very, and be on a, have your mindset right whenever you're dealing with the paranormal. Because if you're overhyped, if you're over excited, it's you know you're gonna see something that might not be paranormal or at least not do your due diligence to investigate it, try to debunk it, or if you're paranoid or scared, the same thing you might you're just gonna say, "Oh, demon, I'm out," or it's gonna be drawn to you. Do I have the answers on why that is and What causes that? Or which one is right? No, I don't. Here's what I believe and here's what I think in that scenario, especially more of an evil spirit, more of a demonic spirit. When that situation arises, and I've given this advice to listeners and people who've reached out to me on um, Twitter, Facebook, you know, if they get scratched or... Whatever happens, they're scared. They need to look at it rationally. They need to investigate, find out what's going on. Because sometimes everybody's threshold for fear and dealing with the paranormal is different. Mine's pretty high. I mean, I don't get freaked out. I think Frankie can attest to that. I don't get freaked out. And if something is, somebody's picking up something evil. I'm the first one to go. Let's go. I'm there. Or if we're with somebody who has some empathic abilities or even a mediumship abilities, and they say this, whatever is here, doesn't want us to go upstairs. My ass is walking upstairs first because I want to go where, I hate to say the action is, but I want to investigate. I want to put myself in that scenario. So that's me. Not everybody is that way. Especially if you're not looking to do this, if you're not trying to be in the uh, paranormal field, I'm getting a little behind on the on the. Uh, we're getting a lot of a lot of comments. It's cool, I haven't been checking them. My screen froze a little bit. Um, but if you if you're dealing with that scenario just as an average Joe or somebody who just living in a house and experiencing that, that can be very traumatic. And when I, somebody reaches out to me and asks me what they should do. First and foremost, it's hard for me to give advice because a, I'm not there. I have a pretty good knowledge base on it, but I can't interpret everything. Um, or via email or via whatever comment. I'm not living it. I'm not experiencing it in that location. So my first advice is always to say, you need to investigate. You need to try to interact with whatever's there and trust your gut, trust your own senses. And go go with your gut. If you are interacting with something or you are trying to, Figure out what is tormenting you or what is interacting with you. Because a lot of people think something is evil that it's just because they're not accustomed to dealing with this kind of stuff. And that's where the scare, the flight trait kicks in. It might just be some random, if it is a spirit, it just might be some spirit just reaching out wanting attention. Like a little kid, you know, trying to annoy you to get attention. It might not have any evil or negative thoughts or negative aspirations at all on you. It's just you're interpreting that because you're not dealing with it. You you've never dealt with it. So you just think, ooh, it's a ghost it's evil, I'm scared. So you make it worse than what it is. So that's why I tell people to interact, to kind of <clears throat> figure out what they're dealing with. And if you or interacting with something and you continue to feel negative energy, negative um, activity or you get a verbal response, you know, the old movies get out, okay now you're going to have to find somebody in your area that deals with this, that you know, call the church or whomever you believe spiritually in whatever religion, whatever get help call a local you know paranormal group do your research there get somebody in hey Steve I haven't talked to you in a while what in Texas awesome Um. you know do something you're gonna have to bring in something and someone or a group or whatever and try to help you out and get some answers and possibly do a cleansing possibly put you in a better mind state but that is why I talk about I talk about mental fortitude a lot when it comes to paranormal and what a lot of people don't realize is fear not paranormal I know I thought what are you doing in Texas Hey Amber um but mental mental strength is so important when it comes to dealing with the paranormal if you're experiencing that kind of stuff you have to be strong-willed and really you you can't be, and I hate to say this and it's going to sound kind of negative, you can't be weak-minded. You have to be strong mentally to deal with it because the weaker, I hate using the word weak because I'm not saying somebody's weak, but if you are mentally, open up real can't worms here, if you are psychologically not prepared is a better way to say it, to handle that kind of situation, then you're going to struggle. So weak and strong is not a good word to use for that scenario, but you need to be prepared. You need to be stand your ground when you're dealing with something in your own home and realize this is your this is your house, this is your realm, and that is the most important thing and Yes, and I will use this as a disclaimer, shit can go sideways when you do that you have to be aware that things can go sideways when you're dealing with the paranormal. Cause like I said, the name of this episode is what is the paranormal? We don't know, but most cases when you're dealing with the paranormal, you, you show strength and you portray strength. A, it's either going to scare whatever it is off or B, it's going to drive. It really wasn't anything paranormal to begin with. But you're mentally able to handle the situation or understand what's going on and you're not afraid of it and it'll just go away because it really wasn't paranormal. It was just your mind working on you and trying to make you, you know, be scared and play tricks on you essentially. So you never know what you're dealing with and that is something very important. When I talk to anybody or when I do an investigation... You know, I look when I go on an investigation and most people don't see um what how I my pregame, for lack of a better word, is you know I'm like an athlete in a locker room or a fighter in the locker room before they go out on a fight. You know, I'm getting myself mentally prepared for what I have to deal with or what I might have to deal with. You know, so I'm, you know, getting me- what I call mentally strong. You know, some people you know do something religious they recite a prayer to protect themselves some people you know imagine a white life light surrounding them to protect them from whatever is they're about to face and or what they're about to encounter and all of it's whatever you got to do to get your mind right i'm all for and that is what i tell people if they reach out to me And ask me for any kind of advice when they're dealing with something. Because I can't narrow down what their problem is via email, like I said earlier. I just have to give a general knowledge base. And that's why I say investigate, find out, try to find out what you're dealing with. And if you need help, ask for help. Somebody that can come out and experience or try to experience the exact same thing. Get a read on the energy in the room or the location and go from there. And then hopefully things will work out. But there's no guarantee. I I had somebody send me an email, I believe it was. Basically when I was talking about, you know, the mental strength you have to this is my realm. You're not going to come into my house attitude that I have when it comes to the paranormal. You know, they they're saying you're just going to make it worse. Yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. It's very possible. I haven't had, it hasn't happened to me yet. And if you've listened to this podcast or we've interacted on a personal level, you know, I've lived in the haunted houses all my life. The house I lived in just a year ago that I just moved from had an abundance of activity where I got the scratches. My, one of my f- f- very first house that I lived in, I think, and I, I don't think I'm, I might've told this story on the, uh, Podcast. I know I've told it on somebody else's podcast before, but I, you know, I saw my grandfather. Now I don't remember this. This is just people. My mother tells the story wonderfully. Maybe I'll have her on sometime to tell the story. You know, I don't have a memory of it, but I do feel that every home that I've been in, there's been some kind of activity. Episode number two of the show, slamming doors, was the house I lived in. In junior high and first part of high school, you know, so and I lived in another house. Activity, so just about every home I've had has had some sort of activity, whether it be slamming doors, whether it be red, you no know, eyes staring at you. Those are you know I've experienced it, and especially my the house I just moved from, you know I had a lot of activity there. Like I said, I got scratched there. I've been pulled. I told this story, and I'm sorry I'm repeating it for if you've heard it, but, you know, I was I would just laid down to go to bed. I lay on my side. Something, oh, I hit the, hit the mic. Something yanked me to my back. I mean, doors would open and close. I was lay, laying on the couch watching television. And only went home, and I heard the bedroom door, which is just down the hall just a little bit, about, probably about 15 feet away. I heard it start closing very slowly. Air conditioner wasn't running. So it wasn't a back, you know, the air conditioner sucking air and pulling it closed. It just started closing. And it got to the point where I would say, okay, just stop. I have to go to sleep or whatever. I would tell whatever it is or whatever it was just to stop. And odds are it stopped. Most times it didn't proceed any further but I never felt scared so you know I'm full, fully aware of my attitude about the paranormal isn't for everybody some people are very scared of the paranormal and yes there are some re- there is a reason to be at some point but you can't start out that way so if you are immediately skittish of ghost or interactions with other realms then you're going to have a problem you have to keep an open mind you have to keep uh think about things rationally and if things continue to progress and get worse then you need to figure it out but we don't know what the paranormal is so that's kind of spirit the spirit world portion of the podcast of this episode Now let's, you know, there is a theory out there. Some of you might have heard of the simulation theory. You know, we are living in a simulation. I'm not a big believer in it, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Some smarter people than me kind of think that. And maybe that is what the paranormal is. There's glitches in the matrix. Very possible. And... When things happen, you know, it's just like almost like a computer like a video. You know, the old tape, you know, when things used to be on VCR tapes. Most of you probably listening to this don't remember VCR tapes. But, you know, if you re-taped over something several, several times, you could get ghosts on the... uh, Oh, wow, it is really raining. Damn. You could get ghosts almost appear on the TV from what was previously recorded so maybe that's what is going on there's just we are in some sort of simulation and it's the paranormal is just where things are kind of quirky in the whatever it is matrix or whatever so that's very possible am I don't know I have no freaking clue I hope I hope that's not true, but, you know, that is something that has to be looked at, and that is something that, you have to add that to the equation when you're dealing with the paranormal. Now, another concept that I have, I like to think about at times is, let me, I have to get a drink, I'm getting a little parched. is where was that oh you know if you've done any research about dreams or where consciousness comes from does consciousness is it is it in the brain or is the brain just the receiver for our consciousness almost like a is our brain just a router where our consciousness comes to our brain and projects out. Do we is our spirit, our soul, if if you want to say that, is it actually in our bodies or is it somewhere out in the ether, and we are just, and this kind of goes along with the simulation theory a little bit, that we are our our consciousness isn't inside us this is just a vessel this is just whatever bag of flesh and bones that we are just living this life and our consciousness is out somewhere else almost like the video game that's very possible because if we we don't know anything about the Brain. I mean, our knowledge of the brain. We don't understand how it works. We don't understand. You know, we have a good idea. We have a lot of theories about the brain, and what it does, and how it does it. I shouldn't say what it does, but how it does does what it does. That was grammatically correct. Anyway, they're all theories. We don't know. Nobody truly knows where consciousness comes from. And if it comes from somewhere else and our brain just is a a receiver and projector, then maybe that is some of the paranormal, is cause of some of the paranormal. and A lot of people talk about like astral projection or the Akashic records. You know, and I've done an episode on that. These, A lot of these things make sense if you think of our brain or our consciousness being somewhere else, being out wherever, in space or whatever, in a different dimension, which is, it's possible. I'm not against it. I don't hate the idea. But like Tesla, Tesla always said that he got his inspiration from... Somebody or something came to him and told him or gave him the blueprints or gave him the ideas of some of his greatest inventions. It didn't come from him. It came from whether you want to say the Akashic Records or another dimension or whatever. It didn't come from him. So was that just we, our brains, have a connection to where our... is linked to where our consciousness comes from. And sometimes other things can, um, I guess, hop, jump the feed and kind of filter into our brains. Is that what guardian, angel, guardian angels are? Other dimensional beings from the same location our consciousness is from interacting with us, guiding us in this life. Wow, you can really hear that, right? Damn. Um, but that it, that very well could be. I'm, I don't know. I mean, this is a question for much smarter people than me. So, But I think it all has to be taken into account. I mean, dimensions... If there are other dimensions, and I'm you know, I'm not an expert on physics by any stretch, trust me. I'm basically a high functioning moron with a little bit of common sense. But if you were dealing if there are other dimensions, why can't they why can't we pick up on these dimensions? And that could be what the paranormal is. We're just picking up on the other dimensions or those portals that I talked about earlier. Aren't portals to the spirit world. They're portals to the other dimensions they thin spots in the other dimensions thunder awesome so that's very possible so I don't know and the point of this whole this whole episode is we don't know and nobody has all the answers and if somebody says they have all the answers they're wrong or they're lying to you or they're just well, they're full of it you have to keep an open mind. You have to be open to all possibilities when you're dealing with the paranormal. And it's not for everybody. I could be completely wrong. And if you disagree with me, send me a message. Send me an email. podcast at com. Follow me on Twitter and send me a dirty direct message saying you're crazy. You're completely off base. Go ahead. Follow me at night underscore score ghosts in my handle. If you're on on Twitter or on Facebook, ghost of the night, send me a message. Let me know you're completely off base because I don't have all the answers. I have a curiosity. I have common sense. And that is how you deal with the paranormal. You have to have common sense. You can't be gung-ho completely. You have to have a skeptical side. So I think... I'm going to end the podcast here. Went an hour, or so Hell Monkey, went a little longer. Hope you like this one, or at least like like the length. Um, I might dive into the, uh, this. The whole concept of consciousness really has me interested, so I'm going to do a lot more research and really kind of uh, dive down that rabbit rabbit hole just a little bit more before I start talking too much about it. Because you know there's so much things with consciousness, just like people who take you know d m t and stuff that world that they go to what is that is this Is that all in our mind? Is that just a chemical reaction in our mind, or does that chemical cause us to tune into other dimensions or other being or be able to interact with other beings? I don't know scientists. We'll probably tell you it's just a chemical reaction in your brain and causing you, you know, coming on your eyes, you're whatever that's possible. You're very possible that it, it could be true, but could those psychedelics really just open the veil a little bit and let us give us a glimpse into that dimension in that world? I don't know, it's a fascinating thing and it can. Screw with your head if you you know dive too deep. But I want to do a little bit more research. I want to kind of figure that or you know research that and talk about that a little bit more because I think that has a lot to do with the paranormal. And if we can kind of not figure that out but get some answers there, it might lead us to some answers in the paranormal field or in the paranormal world. But uh, if you take anything from the podcast, I just think you should take Away, have an open mind don't be don't be too sceptical, but don't be too gung-ho either. Find a happy medium, keep your own mental sanity, be strong, don't fear anything until it's time to fear something, and trust me, you will know when it's time to fear something, and don't buy into all the hype when it comes to dealing with the spirit world, dealing with demons. Yes, there are some bad things out there that can really make your life a living hell, but not every urban legend or every everything people say is 100% real. If you, you know, YouTube is full of a bunch of bullshit artists. So, you have to really you know, do your own research but keep your mind open and be very skeptical. And open at the same time, if that makes sense. So, that is going to wrap up this podcast. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you for visiting. If you're new to the podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, review. If you want to catch the live stream, follow me on Facebook, Ghost of the Night, or on Twitter, at night underscore ghost. I will let peace do a better job of letting people know when those episodes are going to start. Like I said, this is episode 87. I'm doing it on Monday. It won't air till Friday. So you will get a free quick preview of what is going to be about. You'll get early access essentially. My brain is not functioning. It's late. So, thank you for listening. Follow me on the social media accounts I just listed. Go to ghostinthenightpodcast.com. If you want to get those that new conspiracy madness episode, head on over to Patreon become a patron of that my patreon account and you'll get access to that as well so until next week take care everybody
1: da da I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Mm, yesterday. All oh, the dolls feel like the same doll these dolls. I know. Like, is ta Monday or Tuesday? Ta da is Thursday. Oh no, I forgot to call my mom and her birthday. Oh no! No!
0: These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to progressive. That won't change. Not ta or any da. Quote
1: well, ta da at progressive.com.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company Affiliates.
1: by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget, too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Learn the latest skills to get moving and get ahead. Earn an undergraduate or graduate degree or certificate from the university that's been a pioneer in online learning for over 20 years. Classes start February 17th. Learn more at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev.